y'all. It is time for chapter four of Coleman on Purpose. Oh man, it's been such a such a week for me. Um, I am, if you can hear it in my voice, it's kind of nasal and everything like that. I have been working, 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 and what more fitting time to put this chapter four on about why I read I, which is about my life as a flight attendant. And it's so interesting because I worked, 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 worked. And it was a very tough schedule because I've worked like so much, like with a day in between a lot of, of back and forth from East to West Coast. And then I ended up getting COVID. Uh, yeah, COVID. So I am trapped in the house right now, quarantining myself, um, doing my own thing and getting back to wearing my mask again because I got a little bit too comfortable without wearing my mask. Let's put it that way. But enough about all of that, but work is work. And I I wanted to work and and do all of that. And little did I know, I thought everything was allergies. And yeah, I I was, I had COVID. And so it really was a shock to me. I never had it or so I think. And, um, you know, it really taught me, you know, that we take a lot of things we're taking a lot of things for granted and we're not remembering that this is still going on. I know I had kind of made up in my mind if I feel comfortable, I'll wear the mask or not wear it, but this was just like a wake up call for me to continue wearing it. So I notified the people that I, you know, was flying with and all of those things. And of course the closest people to me so that I could definitely get them praying for me and keeping me lifted. So I thank all of those that checked in on me and called me and all of that good stuff. I appreciate it so very much. So that's where the nasaliness is coming from. People love the nasal sometimes. I don't particularly like it when I'm talking, but I wanted to knock this out because I wanted to have this fourth chapter come out because I'm trying to put out at least two of these Coleman on purposes every single month. And I'm really excited about this one because it's going to let you into my work life now and kind of get away from a lot of my past things and bring you into the present. And I I think you'll really enjoy uh, this chapter as it goes along. I also want to thank real quick before we start this chapter, those that have written me, DM'd me, messaged me, just texted me about the last episode. I was really, really shocked. And a lot of times I said this podcast, I was not going to pay attention to like the analytics and, you know, the numbers and all of that stuff like I usually do with my videos or a lot of the projects that I work on. And I said I wanted to get away from doing that this year or this time around. And although I might check in just every once in a while, even though, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, these views, da 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 da. But when I get back that one response or that one person that's like, oh man, that really spoke to me. That really meant a lot to me. That is all that this was for. And you don't know how that, what that does to my heart, because I know that I'm doing the right thing when I, when I'm doing this. So I really hope you enjoy this chapter four, why I read I. All right. It's time for my truth. Yeah, so the last few chapters of Coleman on Purpose, I've been kind of inserting past life and what's happened to me in my past. Um, 
But I want to jump back into that next time with a little bit more of past. But today I kind of want to bring you up to date with the now. Because even though I've talked about some things like from my past, it's interesting to kind of discuss where I'm at now and things that I expect where I am right now in my life. So you got to understand, like, I am recording each of these on purpose, like my true segments um, before I really put the show together because I wanted to have like a clear mind and really get out everything that I wanted to say in like the first 10 chapters of my truth. And then I'll just start going off onto sporadic things that come along day by day or even come back to some of the things that were discussed earlier on because every time I talk about these things or mention it to somebody, it's always a conversation. So it's always great to have a conversation about things that mean a lot to you or that you think about every time. So that's why that's why I wanted to call it on purpose in the first place. So um, we're jumping into this section today uh, talking about my life as a flight attendant. So six years ago, I wanted to make a drastic change in my career. I had worked in things like banking. I had worked uh, for customer service places. I had worked as a substitute teacher. I had been a lifeguard. There were so many different things that I had done outside of church, outside of all of that. This was like regular life because I always wanted to make money regardless of whatever. I always wanted to have my own money because I didn't want to depend on my parents to, you know, have that money for me. I wanted to like get my shoes when I wanted shoes. I wanted to get my shoes or if I wanted to buy a soda, I wanted to buy a soda. But I had all these jobs before. And the last job I had before this was banking. I had even stopped at my other job at CVS because the banking world was kind of taking over and I wanted to engulf myself more. Anybody that knows me knows that when I put my all into something, it's all in. So having two jobs at that time, I had even had three jobs at one point in time, but having three jobs at that time or two jobs at that time, it was, man, a lot. So I was like, look, let me just put myself all into banking. And I don't know if that was a good decision or a bad decision, or that's what led me to flight attendant, but I did not like the banking world. I felt like a robot. I felt like I was mechanical. I felt like, of course, in any job that's big corporation, you're going to feel like you can be replaced because you're just a number. At this job, it was more like I couldn't even be myself because, I mean, you're reading off script. You're having to make sure you you're having to make sure that you hit all these specific points that you have to make during during your, you know, phone call and none of the things were making me happy and I wanted to go. So about a year out, I started getting a little restless. I went and applied to another job. Uh, one of, like I had applied to the airlines way back in 2011, but at the time I was not able to go into the flight attendant world because I had just moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. I was newly married. And so coming to Charlotte was a big move and I could not go, you know, they don't pay you for the weeks in training. So I didn't want to leave my wife at the time. I didn't want to leave her with the responsibility of having to keep up with all of that. So I turned that down. And about three years later, 2014, I went to apply again at another airline because I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. And I remember going to that second interview with the airlines and 
I didn't end up getting that position at that particular airline and I was devastated. I was like, I just want to be out of here. I was like, I was just like crying and bawling and carrying on like I thought this was supposed to be for me. I was just like, I really thought I was going to get it this time. And so time went by and I applied to another airline. It was one of the same airlines that I applied to the first time. So I went back to that airline and I didn't end up getting in because I made a silly mistake during that and mentioned that I turned them down in the first place. So, you know, they like you turned this down once that means you don't really don't want it so they didn't they didn't end up giving me that um that position the third time so i was like okay what is this what is this what is going on what is happening i really need some some clearance on what i need to do so i made up in my mind as i was still going through this process i was at the time i was reading a book called uh, jesus calling and it's like a daily like devotional that kind of hits spot on to what you're going through at the time and it just happens to be like that every day that I would read it would hit me. And I used to have a lady that I worked with. I still know her, Miss Angela. She was so encouraging and she had left a job before I did um, in the banking world. And that's when I really knew I had to go because I didn't even have my my she was like my rock during those times. I had a few other friends there at the job, but Miss Angela was definitely the encourager. She was she had the same faith as me. She always really helped me in, in a lot of those areas while I was there. But after she left, I was like, okay, I really need to venture out for myself and see what you know what is for me. So I said, I'm gonna do it one more time. I said, I'm gonna apply at this airline that I remember watching movies back in the day, and this airline was on all these movies and everything like that, and I was like let me apply to this airline i ended up going getting the uh you know getting past the the pre-qualification you know flight attendant is a it's a very hard job to get you know they say that there are more applications that come in to be a flight attendant than there are that go in for like college applications so it's even more intense than applying for college so you know when you get chosen for that it's a big deal so i got to go to the face-to-face -face and i got into this airline the first time i'd ever tried at this particular major airline and i got it and everything seemed right because i had been praying i had been really really seeking you know what i need to do and everything just seemed to be so easy this time it wasn't as stressful there wasn't a lot to think about it just clicked so i knew that was the job that i was supposed to have and i knew that this job actually encompassed all the different jobs that i talked about before like from being customer service even as being a lifeguard because you know we have to learn like ditching and different things like that in the water and you know you have to be prepared for those situations and even a substitute teacher because you're looking at kids you're watching over people I, every single job that I had had before led up to this and I knew that was where I was supposed to be at the time even the training process and going through the six and a half weeks of training where I did not have another you know fallback because I had left my job and I was like you know this is it you know I, I, they said I could come back to the bank but I didn't want to go back to the bank so I was like I have to get through this and each and every day I would plug in I would really really study and do everything I had to do and I ended up graduating and it was it was just so so great and so fulfilling like i can remember my first year there being on probation for six months and just really loving what i did and just really i was all in i was like this is what i wanted to do you know i'm getting to see people everything is changing there's different things that come along with this you know you're 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 going to hotels you're all around you can travel whenever you want you can go see your parents like you really wanted to do in the first place just get on the plane and go and I don't know if you've ever seen this meme before that has it's a meme of basically a person like they're they're 
talking about like you know the, there's this company called wish or i think that's the name of it wish and so they're talking about like what wish showed me that i was supposed to have and what i ended up getting and that's kind of how i felt about my job because even though I, I know I'm supposed to, I know right now I'm supposed to be a flight attendant. I know because there are certain reasons or different things happen throughout the day where I'm like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. But at times, and I think that's with any job, this is probably the longest job I've ever been with because I've been here now six years and going into seven soon. And it's like, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. I don't really have a want to leave. Like, I don't want to leave, you know. But there are goods and bads of every job, and everyone will tell you that, even especially in the corporate world when you're not working for yourself and different things like that. But it's almost like that meme where, you know, I thought this flight attendant life was going to be all of these things. I was going to make all these friends. I was going to have all of these people that I knew was going to be like a community. I was going to love it. Now, there are little small communities throughout the flight attendant industry. Like, you have that there. There are those things that are there. But there are also those lonely times which nobody really talks about. So you go into these places where sometimes, you know, you're on a trip with somebody for four or five days. It could be four days up to four days with our job, but a two day trip, a three day trip or even one day. And you make these connections with people and you become friends and you're, you're like friends on that trip. But I've had to learn the difference between friends at work and real, real friends. Um, friends check in with you day after day. And being a flight attendant, you have so many different and, and it's not that a friend just has to check in with you, but they have to show some kind of interest or concern. So I do have those very few that I can either reach out to when I need or they reach out to me. But I've almost it's almost like you're, you're going through this trauma within itself within the flight attendant uh, industry because you have your people that have your back. And then you have those that don't. They're not really looking out for you. They're really there just to work. And and I have to, I had to understand that. And what I find a lot of times with flight attendants listening to, listening to stories and people talking to me, and we have these little we call these these jump seat chronicles and all of these things that happen within the flight attendant world. You want to you, you realize that a lot of people tell their story, and it's almost like we come from the same place but it's different it's almost the same type of things why you wanted the job what you thought it was going to do and you know the you were just looking for a, a way of escape or just a change of pace everybody has the same story but i do feel like sometimes this job is a job that people think can heal some of the missing pieces inside of you that you didn't take time to work on in the first place like you are coming to this job you're thinking that all of these things are going to happen and you're going to be traveling and even traveling alone sometimes or, or finding people to travel with but half the time the people that you become friends with flight attendants have very different schedules and they just don't sync and sometimes you get busy or you're you have similar schedules or your schedules are way way different where you can only touch base maybe once or twice a month or you'll make the effort to do it but somebody might be in a total different place at that time because you don't know what a flight attendant actually goes through in their head they people think it's like everybody's together and we know each everybody does know each other in some way shape or form in different fashions that's why you don't want your name to get out there and you be one of the ones with your name out there and you're looking crazy which i hope i'm not but i don't think i am but if if i was hopefully it's good things but i do know that that feeling of when I get this job, everything's going to change. Everything's going to be better. Everything's going to look up. There'll be, there'll be no real problems. That is a lie. 
because you get into this job and it's not an escape. You don't escape the real world. You still have these lonely moments. You still have these times when not everybody has a partner. Some people find their partnerships in the flight attendant industry or some people find it outside, but it's very hard to maintain a relationship as a flight attendant because there is this I don't I want to say non-spoken thing about what flight attendants do going from city to city or just different things that are happening that we're out here just having sex all over the place or that, you know, we're just not, you know, we're not committed people or that we don't want relationships in the long run. That's why we became flight attendants so we could just escape trying to have those bonds. But that is not true for every single flight attendant. And at the end of the day, you still have to come home to yourself. You still have to say, okay, I need to be here for me. And I think for years, I lived with my group of friends because I did that for five years. Remember, I didn't always live in my own place, in my own house. I just recently got into this house. So it's like, oh my goodness, I lived with friends and I began this job with these friends. So I didn't have the full aspect of what the job entails because basically it's like, when when it comes to it you are really supposed to be by yourself when it comes to being a flight attendant not i'm not saying be by yourself as far as like not ever finding relationships or different things like that but it is a very independent job you have to work as as yourself like you're having to be on time for yourself there's not really a team you're having to really work for because the team is the company and the company of course I feel like in many instances doesn't really they look out for you, but not always your best interest to me. And those are that's my opinion. So the career can be very lonely at times. So living with friends, it was like I still had people to come home to or fall back on. And after my divorce, even though I was up in a room like by myself, I still was with people. So I didn't really get the full aspect of coming home to myself. When these lights go out, it's just me. If I'm laughing in the room by myself, nobody is concerned about it because I'm laughing by myself. I've never really found myself in here talking to myself. I hope it never gets that bad to where I'm sitting in here talking by myself. But I feel like if you are on this journey of finding yourself and trying to find those things that make you you and coming out of a divorce and all of these different things that have happened, I think that in those instances, when you're in those lonely moments, you are really starting to learn you. You're not just filling your time with uh, having a partner, with going out all the time, with having a lot of sex, with traveling just because you can. And and maybe that works for some people. I can't even I'm not going to dog that and say, oh, that might that might not work for people. That may work for some people doing all of those things to kind of heal those little those little pieces that you feel like are either missing or empty. But at some point in time, you're still going to have to face either those demons or those holes that need filling there's something that needs to be filled within that hole that none of this stuff that goes on with being a flight attendant can fill so i really wanted to entitle this one red eye because you know a red eye is one of those trips that you take at nighttime and it's one of those most stressful to me one of the most stressful trips you can take because you leave in the day you sleep and you have to wake back up at night to fly all night and get back in the morning. And that ride home 
is when you detach everything. So you're like, I'm riding home, leaving all that group that I had on this wonderful trip I had. We might have went out, we might have had fun, but knowing that most likely you're probably not going to see that person for another three or four years. So I have a, I have this thing about connections. When I feel a connection, I'm going to make efforts to keep that connection. And I, I try my best. I know I am not the best by any means. I can only keep up with a few people at a time. And that's just that's just how I've always been built. Keep that, that circle small. And I think it's a trust factor too, which I'm a work in progress on also. So I do feel like I still have the time to fill my time with like when I'm alone by myself, I can fill my, my time with creativity, which I, I call this podcast a creative venture, um, going to church. And even in that, I feel like there is still a need to search for your purpose. Like you're still trying to find out what that purpose is. I've never heard a person say my purpose is being a flight attendant. That is my purpose in life. That is what I'm supposed to be. That's everything that I am. I still feel like there's something on the side that's needed from the life of a flight attendant. That's not all you're there to do. That's with any job. I rem- not even just flight attendant. With any job that is corporate or anything like that, there's things that you should be doing on the outside of that because your life should not be run by a corporation, period. It should not. I think that's what we're trained to think or do, but I don't feel like that's the way it should be. So I feel like you are giving giving back when you're a flight attendant and that your presence does make a difference. But there are deeper things that you should feel called to that I feel called to. I I can't speak for anybody else, but there are deeper things that I feel called to than just being there as a safety monitor or just being there as a person to say hello and all of these. There's things on the outside. And I used to go. I used to like battle on the point that one of um, our CEOs of our company said before, like flight attendant was never meant to be like a lifelong career. And today, looking back at that comment, I took offense to it at first. because, like, man, people like to stay here. Like people like to do this for a long period of time. But I see what he was saying. There are things that you should want to do outside of just being under this. You should want to go higher. Now that that I mean, I can only apply this to myself and that's all I have to say. It may not be the most grandiose thing that you do in this world, but there is something that the world needs from you to do. It might not be the biggest platform. It might not be the greatest, biggest thing that we see all the time with the limelight and everything that we see, but there is something that this world needs from you. There is so much purpose every day that walks around us each and every day and we don't even see it. We pass it by all the time. There is purpose in each and every single person. I feel like I am still uncovering different pieces of me that that is leading me back to my purpose. Like I feel like in ways I've strayed away a little bit from it. I was watching a show today, actually, and this wasn't even in my like notes or anything like that. Um, there's a show that that's on uh, ABC right now, and I believe it's called Abbott Elementary. I believe it's a show about a school in Philadelphia, um, public school. And it makes me remember I was thinking about it and brought back to my memory my calling to teach or to be a teacher. Now, I don't know if I'll ever get back around to that. You know, who knows? But I know that I've, I was always drawn to teaching or even when I direct something, there's always been like this 
fire that comes in me when I'm teaching someone or directing something or having that say in somebody getting better or doing something a little bit better. I've always had that. So I think back to that, those different pieces sometimes calling me back to that purpose or, or steering me back in that direction that I, that I enjoy. So from everything that I've gone through from past hurts, from my brain injury, from divorce, it's all been a journey that's leading me back to the places and things that enhance my purpose. So I think that as I talk about these ideas, every chapter that I'm, I'm bringing to you, it's bringing me back, it's bringing back my mind to the importance of being intentional in everything I do. And I think I just try to find my way back. It's like I'm trying to find my way back to what I was called to do from birth. That's 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 all it is in a nutshell. So I hope I've kind of enlightened you a little bit on my journey as a flight attendant thus far. There's probably so many more things I can tell you about this, which, like I said, we can get back to that. But I really wanted to highlight that today because it's such an important part of my life right now in my journey. That wraps chapter four of Coleman on Purpose. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to a little bit about my work life a little bit and just the things that um, I feel like when I came into this industry, I learned about and that I really didn't. I noticed it, but I really didn't get to live it. So now that I've gotten to live it, it's a way different experience than what I expected but uh, nevertheless I still love and enjoy my job literally I really do there is nothing that I would take back from me doing this or having this experience it's just getting to that next point of when I can start to make that impact or that difference that I've wanted to have even outside of just always um, just helping or just serving in a corporate setting something that i feel like i really am truly giving back to uh people around me and that's benefiting them and that's helping them to grow and i think that that's definitely my reach for it so i really thank you guys for joining me for this week of coleman on purpose you gotta come back here for the next one that i got coming up this chapter five i'm telling you yeah i get into a little bit things on here um but i'm ready for it so it's called that's my evil twin so i really haven't been talking about like the music that inspires the titles of the episodes because i was starting the podcast with like putting on little playlists and different things like that which i still may do uh last week it was x factor so that was of course lauren hill's song x factor this week was uh red eye which was an amory song um why do i red eye this is red eye from amory she had a song called red eye which i really enjoy and next week is going to be that's my evil twin that was a song by megan trainer so every title has something to do with with music because that's another one of my loves so yeah next week you want to tune in for it because it's, it's talking about some things it kind of goes and harps back to the very first episode but it goes a little bit more in depth and i think you get more of an understanding of where i'm coming from with uh this new chapter that's getting ready to come up so make sure you are following me on instagram at deluxe dave d-e-l-u-x-e-d-a-v-e 
You can also follow me on, you know, TikTok and all that good stuff. I have it all. You know, TikTok is davidj.coleman. You're going to see a silly side of me on there. You know, TikTok is, is my outlet also since I haven't been able to make many videos lately. Go on there. Check that out. Also, make sure, make sure, make sure you share. Share this podcast with whomever. I want it to minister or do whatever has to do with as many people as want to hear it or see it just share it or let people know about it or just keep listening i really appreciate you all for just tuning in for coleman on purpose i will see you back here next time